Hi, I'm Jessie, your host of the Jessie Williams podcast. I'm a personal trainer and women's online health coach, bringing you all things health, wellness, money, mindset, and just life in general. If you want to learn, laugh, and up-level your life, this is a podcast for you. Each episode, we'll talk habits, tips, tricks, and big ideas to nourish your mind and inspire you to create your dream life by design. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Jesse Williams podcast. I'm so excited to introduce today's guest to you. Um, she's someone I've wanted to have on for such a long time um, and we have finally got her on. So welcome, Georgie. Oh, thank you. And I'm sorry, we've had a couple of times scheduled and stuff has come up. So I do appreciate you being so flexible and I'm really excited to be on the show finally. Yay, I'm so excited to have you on here. And I wanted to kick off because a theme word and my current theme word for the year that I'm really feeling into is unapologetic. And what that really means for me is being really unapologetic about how I show up as my authentic self or whatever is feeling good for me and just not feeling like I need to um, please anyone or apologize for whatever's good for me. So with that being a little bit of a theme, I would love to know what's something that you would love to celebrate with us um, fully unapologetically, a win that you've had or something awesome that's just been going on for you um, in the last few weeks or even months? Oh, well, first of all, I absolutely love that theme because I think sometimes as women, we are conditioned to think that we have to show up a certain way and be a certain way to be, you know, accepted. Um, and when you do get very unapologetic and you very much, you know, get into the center of your authentic self, you realize like that's where the magic happens. That's where, you know, the alignment happens and stuff. So absolutely love that theme. Firstly, um, probably a really big uh, sort of win or just something really exciting that has happened is we recently did a Naked Harvest event, which was our very first kind of event. We're nearly two years old and we're just at that point where, you know, we have enough budget and we can kind of do something like that. And it was super nerve wracking. Uh, we, and it wasn't just like a day event. It was like a two night event. Um, so it was huge to organize and I have the most amazing team. So can't take any credit in that direction, but it was just really surreal for, you know, Naked Harvest, which is still a baby company to be involved in something like that. And it was just really successful and like, it was just really lovely and yeah, super, super proud of that. So that's probably my favorite wins right now. <laughs> Yay. That is so amazing. Thank you for sharing that with us and seeing that over social media and stuff like that, the vibe around it and the energy, everything just seems so amazing and so well thought out. Um, and I loved the launch and things like that. I actually had the greens, the vanilla, the, the vanilla one. Um, so, so good. So congratulations on that as well. Um, and for, for being fully unapologetic about sharing that huge win with us and just like feeling into that. Um, but I would love to know, and I guess that was a good one to lead me into my next question, because where you are right now in, in life, in business and everything like that, it's pretty crazy with how many, how much, how much you've got going on and how much you've built for yourself. Um, I would love to know is where you are right now, 
at the start of business, was this always your vision? Did you always envision having, you know, a company and being where you are in your, like on your own with your own branding, or is this kind of stuff that just kept evolving and evolving over time? Yeah, great question. Um, Definitely didn't think this would be my life at all. So my background is I did a law degree. I did family law. So I, you know, got admitted, did my whole degree, was working in a family law firm. Um, And I did enjoy it, but it just, it wasn't my passion. And I did have, you know, social media going on the side. So I took kind of, you know, a huge risk. And when I quit my corporate job, I had nothing lined up. I had, I actually didn't have any visions of doing a business um, or anything like that. I had no ideas, but I just had this gut feeling that I knew I wouldn't kind of find out what, you know, my Dharma purpose, whatever would be if I didn't give myself the space and time. So I quit my corporate job, was doing various stuff on, you know, Instagram, which obviously huge privilege to be able to do. Uh, And then it's like one thing happened at a time. So I remember I, it was like, I did an intuitive ebook first, all about intuitive eating, because that was something that was happening in my life. Um, And then and I started my podcast, the Rise and Conquer podcast, and had some stuff going on there. And then Naked Harvest came along, uh, which was really funny how it all lined up. And again, it's not like two years ago or whatever years ago, I was like, I want a natural supplements company and whatnot. It was just kind of, yeah, like almost like one little block after the other. And now I look back and I'm like, wow, how did I even get here? But so amazing, so fulfilling, absolutely love it, but in no way was a plan. Mm, Yeah, I love that. And especially because like, first of all, let me just say, I bought that um, intuitive eating ebook. Like that's how long I followed along. Yeah, I followed you from all the way back in the day and and I'm fully intuitive now as well. Um, And I love that. And I look back on that at that time and I was not there yet when you were there. So it's really, really cool to see um, that journey that you've gone down as well. Um, And let me just say that one thing I love about all of that as well is that you are so expansive, I think for me and for a lot of people. And I think the reason for that is, um, and for anyone listening, who's like, what's like an expander? What does expansive mean? I look at that as someone who kind of mirrors back your own potential and feels uplifting versus makes you feel lesser than. And I think that really comes down to your authenticity and how you show up. And secondly, the fact that watching you from that kind of level of how you've got to where you are, nothing, well, in my mind, nothing that you've got seems like luck. Um, Everything to me seems like hard work, the right mindset, like really making sure that you're taking the next steps. I know you're a huge personal development junkie, like everything that you've got seems just like full credit to you. So that's so amazing. And I love that how you've just let your kind of journey unfold, however it's unfolded, which is awesome. I I do appreciate that. And that's definitely something like, even though I'm like, oh, I had no vision of the business and stuff. It's like, yes, definitely a lot of work. And, you know, I remember being on the bus, going to my corporate job, listening to business podcasts and not knowing I was going to have a business, but just, yeah, always wanting to do better, always wanting to expand. And always, I think a huge thing too, is like taking a risk on myself, Mm. Um, which I'm like, looking back, I'm like, I don't even know how (laughs) I did that, but it was just always very, um, yeah, like prominent for me to just keep making those 
first steps and keep pushing myself, I think too is a huge thing that I'm about. Hmm. I, I, I totally resonate with that. And I think that really comes down to how you said you didn't have the full picture, but you kind of just kept moving forward. And I think that's the power of really tapping into your higher self as well. And that trusting that sometimes there's a version of you that knows what's next before you even consciously know, which is really cool. 110%. I love that you said that. I would love to know what are some of the mindset um, kind of like practices that you have or actions that you feel that contribute to your success and being able to accomplish your goals? Well, what comes to mind firstly is it's like, it's what you were kind of talking about before. It's like this mixture of I am a very logical, structured, like, you know, I did law. I love black and white. I love, give me a to-do list, give me a formula and a structure. I love that. So I am someone who's very like logical and um, I love hustling and I love, you know, putting in work and putting in effort. But that's honestly half of me, you know, the masculine side. And then there's this other side, which honestly I've only like, tapped into maybe the last five years and I feel it getting stronger and stronger is this intuitive side. So like you were saying about not knowing the next steps, but trusting that Mm. I'm in alignment and those steps are taking me to where I want to go. And I think I do have this kind of um, like in regards to, you know, the mindset and the tools is I've really, uh, have my own formula where I intertwine both energies. So, you know, the femme and masculine energy, this intuitive, um, this intuitive energy of listening to my intuition, like I'm huge on mindfulness and meditation and really being, uh, to get clarity, to get those next steps, to get um, those creative juices flowing. But then once that has happened, I'm huge on, well, let's get this done. Let's, you know, put this into action. I can work extremely long days. And I think it is this really beautiful mixture of both. And I know some people are, you know, full one side, full the other. But what I've found in regards to, you know, success I'm doing air quotes if you can't see me (laughs) well you can't it's a podcast (laughs) Jesse can see me um (laughs) in regards to uh you know success is knowing how to tap into both sides and use both sides and that's something you know I talk about a lot and I think is not something we all have and it is something you have to learn. And obviously I've learned it through, you know, personal development and stuff like that. But I think a huge part for me is like, yeah, having that surrender and trust and knowing I'm in alignment. So the next step has to come. The next creative thing has to come, but then also having the work ethic to make it happen. I don't know. That kind of Mm. just all came out of me. I hope that makes sense. It makes complete sense. And that was so beautifully said. And I'm so glad you brought up that masculine feminine energy because I'm so big on that as well. And something that I really talk about and encourage um, is just really making sure that we are balancing the two, especially because there's such huge narrative right now where the masculine is really being like almost like put on a pedestal of the hustle, the grind and things like that. Um, And a lot of people, women especially, burning themselves out because that's not where our energy should be set all of the time. So I think that that's absolutely amazing. And I love that you not only do that yourself, but it's also something that you talk about and are teaching people about, because I think it's something really underrated that can really shift the energy and the joy that you have in day-to-day life as well. 
With that being said, I would love to know whether you have any uh, tools or insights into how you know when to go, go, go and when to pull back. Like, is it, um, you know, something that you schedule? Is it cyclical? Is it an intuitive feeling? Like what comes up for you to know it's go time versus it's slow down time? Yeah. Um, so it does change for me. So I am someone who I love a long morning routine and I do understand not everyone has that privilege of say I work for myself. Um, and often I work from home. So I always love getting, you know, movement in the morning. I love doing a 10 or 20 minute meditation. And then I love to journal every single day. And I've found that sort of, um, like having that in the morning, again, like I said, of having that first getting clarity, like what am I even focusing on today? What am I actually going for to tapping into how I feel if I have any intuitive feelings about, you know, whatever is going to happen in the day and then making a list and spending the rest of the day um, has always kind of worked for me. But then again, like I go through, I'm a huge seasons person too. So on Instagram, I was first known for health and fitness and I used to be just all, you know, health and fitness all the time. And it led to, you know, disordered eating and these other stuff that happened that, you know, then found intuitive eating. But I've realized that anytime that you do something like full a hundred, it's like, it's just never going to last. It's never going to work. So I'm huge on seasons where if I like, for example, so last week was hectic with work. We had the event and previous to that, I had the launch of my course and then planning for the event. So really Feb was this like hustle month where every single day I had meetings. I was talking, you know, to Mel, I was organizing things and I was really in that and that was fine. But even like now we're into March, we're into a new season, a new month. I'm like, hang on this month. I actually need to tap back into, you know, my creative side and making sure I'm doing stuff. And it doesn't have to be sitting there and, you know, meditating. It can be dancing. It can be doing Mm. fun things. Like I realized the other day I live very close to the beach and I was like, oh my God, I haven't taken the the dogs for a beach walk in so long. And it's like simple stuff like that, where I'm like, okay, now I'm in a season of being rather than doing, and I'm going to give back to myself. And even like, Uh, on the weekend, me and Tim like booked a spontaneous holiday because we realized we didn't even take time off at Christmas. And obviously during COVID, we didn't take any holidays or anything. And we're always like, oh, let's just wait. Let's see what happens. But I was like, no, this month we're getting into the being. And I really need that side to happen because I was even in a meeting this afternoon before this podcast. And I could just feel, I felt brain dead. I just felt like all my energy was drained and I, and that's when I know I'm like, okay, I'm hustling too much. I need to tap into, yeah, the sort of being side and a huge thing that I'm trying to tap into recently too, because I am, I'm this like very like constantly doing high achiever what's next, which is amazing. I get shit done, Mm, but yeah, a hundred percent, it comes out with burnout and all those different sorts of things. So another thing I'm trying to lean into this month is receivership of, I don't have to do things to get things. I can actually be and receive things because of the previous work, because of all the habits I've implemented previously and actually sitting there and kind of being like, 
I guess like relishing in the uh, being of I've done all this stuff previously. I should be able to receive without constantly doing. I hope that makes sense. I'm realizing that I'm kind of repeating myself, but yeah. So I know I kind of like went off on a rant then, but that's kind of what I do. And I, I guess it's intuitive. So like, I can't mm. give you a formula to get into your mass, to get into your femme. Like I can, you know, give you tips and stuff, but it's really, you've got to listen inside and be like, all right, how am I feeling? What can I possibly, um, you know, do I have the energy? Do I not have the energy? What season am I in, in my life and my business and going from there? Yeah, that's, that's so helpful because one, not only is it about really acknowledging that life is seasonal and it's okay to have periods of like socializing a lot and having, you know, friendships and relationships being a focus or going through the business, the hustle seasons, all that kind of stuff, but also not only the the bigger season and the overarching kind of vibe, but also just that morning routine of the day-to-day tapping into your intuition. What do I feel like today? And I think that's so important because sometimes you can be in, for example, a season of business, but you check in in the morning and, you know, your body's just like, no, not today, not today. Um, and you can't know that unless you stop and really slow down and check in. Um, I love all of that. And it was so funny because you're a Leo, right? Yeah. Is that yeah, yeah, because I'm a Leo as well. And yesterday I was I was literally about to ask you before you said that. I was like, I feel like you're a Leo too. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know what? I was just about to tell you something, and then my brain actually was like, I think you're the one who posted it, which will be hilarious. But the tarot cards drawing for the Leo. Yeah. Oh my god, that was me. Yes. Yes. Oh my god, he's amazing. I couldn't forget his name. Um, did you was your uh, reading on point? Yeah, so on point. And the the one bit, it's so funny because it was like 15 minutes, but the one bit that I really pulled out was where he was like, Leo, I'm getting that you're having too much coffee and you're dehydrated. And I was like, yeah, that's probably me. So yeah, I'm, I'm, and it's so funny because the word you used receivership is what I am feeling into now as well. Literally from this week, like start of first of March, I was like, I need to get out of chase and do and pull back into magnetic and attracting even into like my relationship of my partner is so supportive and things like that. And he's always there, but it's almost like sometimes I block um, accepting help because like, I want to be like, I want to do this. And I like have such like laser focus on business that I don't realize that helps there when I need it. Um, and so this week for me is about like, help is there. And it's like, it doesn't mean that I'm lesser than if I need it or if I receive it and stuff. So I love that, that word of receivership that you used. And yeah, I think anyone listening, like really tuning into what season do you want to be in? And then that morning practice of like, how am I feeling? I I love all of that so much. Jesse, that's also so interesting because I think also like as a Leo, you would also be a very high achiever, a mm. doer and mm. that sort of thing. And I think for us, for, you know, like the word receiving, it's very foreign because I think our, um, I guess, way of doing is we do things and then we get rewarded. So for mm. us to go, oh, no, we're not going to do anything and we're just going to get rewarded, it feels it doesn't feel right, but that is just um, a limiting belief that we have in our head that we need to work really hard in order to, you know, um, receive. But it's like, no, what if we could just be and receive? And it's like having to retrain your brain and you're like, 
oh no, wow, like I, I can do that because I I guarantee you, you retrain your brain with so many other limiting beliefs, but like that has been huge for me too. So it's so funny that you're experiencing the same thing. Mm, I can feel that so fucking deep in my soul. It's like <laughs> <laughs> literally, and do you know what? There's probably so many other people who listening who can resonate with that as well of the whole, I have to work hard to receive. It, do, it doesn't. And like, I'm sure so many people can feel that. But for me, it just doesn't feel normal that I can just, be myself, do my thing and still receive without doing stuff, which is crazy. So um, yeah, love all of that. I would love to know what is one or even two of some of the most pivotal life moments you've had where you felt like you really had to step up or be brave or put yourself on the line or take a risk to be able to pursue your dreams? So the first one definitely is when I left my corporate job. And that was just, I think, to be honest, for me personally, I already knew I like I had already made that decision six months before I told anyone, but it was more um, quite pivotal because I knew what everyone would be feeling around me. So, you know, just put into perspective of I had just done six years of study. I had got this really amazing grad position at this, you know, really amazing firm that so many law students would have, you know, wanted. I had a really good team. I had a really good mentor. Um, You know, I had a job offer, which is huge when you graduate. And so I had made the decision, but I knew what it looked like on the outside. I knew, you know, imagine what your parents would think and my colleagues and stuff like that. And that almost uh, was a huge thing for me where I was like, fuck, I've got to make it. Do you mean like I almost Mm. like I can't just quit and fuck around for a couple of years. Sorry to swear. Uh, But it was a very kind of thing of like, yeah, Georgia, if you're going to quit, you're going to make this happen. And even though you don't know like what you're going to do, you're going to make this happen. And so I almost like made a promise to myself and had this huge pressure, but good pressure. So that was definitely a huge moment. Um, And then honestly, like any pivotal moment for me is when I do something new. Oh my God, I freak the fuck out anytime I do something new. So like not so much with the podcast because that was such like a community focused thing. And the only thing with the podcast was like I have a speech impediment. So I was like really worried what people would think because I tend to stuff up my words and say things wrong and stuff. But anyway, Uh, but honestly, anytime I do something new, like launch the podcast, release the ebook, I remember being so ah, shit, scared, releasing the ebook. What would people think? Are they going to judge it? Uh, You know, what if someone doesn't like it? Like all those, um, you know, limiting beliefs and things would come up. And then obviously when we launched Naked Harvest too, like who am I to start a natural supplement company? Like who am I out of all the fitness influencers, you know, to do this sort of thing? And you really like your mean girl comes out and she's Mm. like, what's it called? The imposter syndrome so yes so much imposter syndrome but why they are so pivotal is because or also I did events for my podcast too which they like rocked me and I like I would have seen like all cool to everyone but honestly anytime you do something new it is and this is for everyone I guarantee you it is so like you're being vulnerable it is so hard it is so I guess kind of like 
moving to you and in the inside, sorry, on the outside, you're like, oh yeah, it's all good. But in the inside, I guarantee you're like freaking out. But I was the exact same. But what happens is once you do it once and it works out and it gets easier, it's easier to keep doing that. And I think that's the biggest thing with me and my journey. Like people are like, oh, you've done so much and whatnot. But it's only because that very first time, you know, I quit my corporate job um, or I released, you know, my podcast. It's like you do one big thing and it honestly gets easier and you almost not get addicted, but you, you do it and you're like, oh, it wasn't that bad. And I think about all the time, how many people would get to that point and they don't do it because of the fear, because of the imposter syndrome, because of the limiting beliefs. And it makes me so sad because I always imagine how many people could be so much more Um, and not necessarily saying you have to constantly be doing or being more, but I just know people who are meant to, you know, have more, who have that fire, who could, you know, quote unquote, make it but don't do it because of that. And so that's why I can't even pick one because it's like all these moments are so pivotal because they all led to the next thing. If I, you know, didn't create the intuitive ebook, I wouldn't have had Naked Harvest. Like all these steps, they all intertwine. They're all so big. They're all from my intuition um, and have got me to where I am. And so it's like, if you are at a pivotal point where it's like you're shit scared, um, intuitively it feels right, but you're like, what are people going to think? What am I going to do? Um, and whatnot. I'm just such a big advocate, like just do it because honestly, like that's where the magic happens outside your comfort zone in that shit scaredness, not a word, but you know what I mean? <laughs> I that's do. Where, yeah. Jessie's nodding, nodding her head. Um, that's yeah, that's where it happens. And I look back and I'm like, wow, my life could be so different if I hadn't, you know, like done those hard things. those scary things, those risky things. Mm, that was a fucking magical answer seriously I think (laughs) I was like what was even the question (laughs) uh uh, the yeah the pivotal moments where you had to be brave to to pursue your dreams but I think anyone listening to that like it's so good to hear like for people who can look at someone like you at the level you're at and you know doing so well with your own branding and you know naked harvest and your ebook and having all of these moving parts and realizing that there's not something I mean you are special but not something about you in the terms of like you're more special you were just a normal girl who still felt shit fucking scared was terrified felt uncomfortable had the imposter syndromes was scared of judgment but did it anyway like It's not like you didn't have the fear or you don't get more scared or more intimidated or you have all of the same feelings and all of those feelings that anyone listening right now has, they are normal. It's just about not listening to them and letting them be your defining moments, which I think is so, so powerful Um, and just so cool to see how it's landed you where you are. Yeah, huge. And it almost reminds me, you know how, um, I don't know what it's like scientifically called, but you know how with women, they almost forget how bad childbirth is so they can have another baby. Like it's like Mm -hmm. something actually happens in your brain where you forget how 
painful it was so you could reproduce again because otherwise mm. we'd have no more than one child, all of us. Um, and it almost reminds me of that because it's so funny. After my podcast events a couple of years ago, I remember being, in saying that, it was super energy draining, but I remember being like, oh my God, I'm never doing that again because I was just so anxious the whole time. Like best experience of my life, but so anxious. Um, and it's funny because you almost forget the fear yeah. and stuff and then you do something new and you're like nah let's do it like let's keep going so that's why I'm a huge advocate like small steps like if you can't make that big one like start st- taking some small risks because it pays off and you can almost retrain your brain to doing that rather than always taking the safe option which I think as humans we biologically tend to do yeah and a thing that like that made me thought of is something I always uh, tell clients is remembering that once you do something once you have the blueprint for it like look at every level and every quantum leap and every step of doing something new is like a snapshot you get the blueprint and every new activity you do or thing you undertake you receive a blueprint for that and when you have the blueprint that means once you've got it once you know how to do it again and again and again and again so it's that first time is really scary because you don't know what you're in for but once you've done it you've got that blueprint and you can repeat that as many times as you want and it's never as scary the second time or or after you do it which is really cool um but with all of that saying with everything you've got where you are I know that you're a little bit of a manifestation queen so I don't think it would be right of me to get to get through this podcast without asking you about a little bit of your manifestation practice or your tools um Obviously, I know you have a whole course on this, um, which we'll touch base on at the end for anyone. Um, I assume you'll be running again, hopefully. Um, but yeah, what are maybe like two or three of your favorite uh, kind of like manifestation tools or rituals that you use to kind of help you get to that end vision? Yeah. So yeah, like you said, I do have a whole process. I actually... like my manifestation tools or structure, I have like a 10 step process. So it's quite um, in depth, but that's because that's the human I am. And so that's what I teach in my Rise and Conquer project course where it's six weeks and I go through everything. There's training videos and whatnot. But for me, and yes, I will definitely be doing another enrollment, probably not till Mm -hmm. mid-year, but they... Yeah. If you follow me, I always, you know, put stuff out of them. You've just got to be quite onto it because they sell out quite fast, but back to the manifestation. So, oh my God, manifestation just makes me so excited because if like, it's not, and this is going off on a rant, but it's not this thing where you wish for things, you wish for a nice handbag and then you get it. And someone's like, or you wish for a nice handbag and you don't have it. So you're like, oh, manifestation doesn't work. Like it's really not like that for me. And I do do it different. So I know a lot of, you know, spiritual teachers teach it in a different way, but I really have found a formula that works for me. And like I was saying previously in the podcast of this mixture of femme and masculine energy is like, you need both. You can't just Mm. sit there and visualize and be high vibe, but not actually go after anything. You're not going to get it. So a huge thing for me with manifestation is like, just to like really kind of skim over it is like, you need to be super clear on what you want and why you want it. And I'm not just talking about, um, you know, have a Pinterest board, like, yeah, that's great. But it's like, 
are you clear on the feeling that that thing is going to bring you? Because feelings and manifestation is everything. You have to know the feeling to get on that vibe because like attracts like, vibe attracts vibe. So you need to be able to, you know, feel the feelings that you would feel if you would have that thing. A huge thing with manifesting is like I always get people to go through the why because often they'll like say they want something and then we'll get really into the nitty gritty of the why. And it's a really surface level thing. So maybe it's like they want a new car to show off to their neighbor Mm -hmm. or, you know, something like that where it's really not coming from this heart space, which yeah, you can go after those goals. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not saying you can't be materialistic. I love nice things, but when you're really coming from a heart space and this like legitimate why that's when like I have this really amazing story that I tell in my course that I'll kind of just skim over with um, when me and my partner bought our holiday house um, at Beachmont, which is like this beautiful hinterland house. And I was so clear on what I wanted, why I wanted, the feeling that that place would give me, why it was important in my life. I had a goal of you know, doing this holiday house in two years. And we literally bought the property within two months and it all happened and it was perfect. We found the perfect place. And yeah, so it's this really amazing story, but when you are so clear on why you want something and just the clarity on it is such a huge component that people don't really, I guess, get into. And then like another thing too, is obviously, you know, the vibe getting on the vibe. I'm a huge visualizing person. So visualizing, um, doing meditations, visualizing how I'd feel once I had that thing, why it's important to me and that's attracting it into your life. But a huge thing too, that people often don't talk about with manifestation is aligned action. So like I said, it's not just wishing for something. And so aligned action for me is really that thing of surrendering and trusting that your higher self, you know, something bigger than you is leading you in the right direction. And even if you cannot see like the clarity of the end thing, like in the course, I talk about this thing where it's like, it's like kind of foggy, like here is foggy and I can only see the two next steps. But if I'm tapped into my intuition and I know I'm in alignment, which obviously, you know, I teach all those things. I know those two next steps are perfect. So I'm going to take them and trusting like there's so much trust in manifestation, because if you think about it, I guarantee you there's been so many situations in your life where you've wanted them to go a certain way and they haven't. And at the time you're really pissed off and you're off it. But in hindsight, looking back, you're like, oh, wow, that needed to happen that way because this and that. And obviously I know there's also just shitty situations where it's very shitty. Um, But honestly, like even in the darkest times, like last year, I had a miscarriage, which was one of the most, you know, horrible experiences I have ever gone through. And even though it was so hard and it was such a shitty time, now looking back, like I feel kind of horrible saying this, but that needed to happen because that led to me getting my implants out and realizing that I had a thyroid disease and, you know, different stuff like that. Whereas when you're in the moment you and you've got your blinders on, you can't see, but if you have trust in the universe, and that's honestly something that 
is the only reason why I got through my miscarriage is because I was like, I know I'm supported. I know mm. the universe has me back, has my back. This is shitty right now, but I know I'm going to look back and go, this all needed to happen. And it was literally only probably three months. And I did that, which, you know, sometimes it can take years, but I have such a trust in the universe and such this surrender thing, which is unusual for me because I'm a control freak. Um, but manifestation, it's this huge, you know, surrender practice. There's the aligned action practice. There's getting clear. There's getting on the vibe. There, there are a lot of components to it, which is why, you know, I obviously teach it more extensively in my course. But yeah, they're kind of like my points that I people need to know. <laughs> mm, yeah, I love all of that. And I love that you are really like talking about exactly what you said. It's not just like you picture the handbag and it just appears or something like that. It's really combining um, action taking with the energy and the feeling, um, but above all aligned action and, and really tapping into the why. And is that exactly as you said, like with the car thing, it's like if you're trying to manifest a car just so you can show it off versus, you know, I've got a car on my vision board right now that I've had for ages and I have no attachment to that other than the reason it's there is it's like three steps ahead of where I'm at and the reason it's on there is because I know I can't get that car unless I quantum leap into a new level in life and in my business to be the person who can own that car. And that's coming from a really heart-centered place. So it's about knowing why you want those things and really tapping into and making sure that they're coming from an aligned and a higher version of you and not just like surface level crap, which is really powerful. And I would highly recommend anyone obviously do your course too, so they can learn more. Well, that's another thing, Jesse. I love that you said that too, because I had my current car on my vision board for about two or three years, which was very much the same. Like I remember putting on my vision board and being like, in no way am I going to have this anytime soon, but it is a representation of me in a couple of years that I would look at every single day. And again, you can get there faster. If it's the whole thing of like, if you have no clarity, you're going to get nowhere fast. So it's like having these things and it's not about being like, um, you know, materialistic or something like that, but knowing in your, you know, body and your heart space, what it means to you. And I think that's another thing about manifestation what I teach is you really need to be an intuitive person first. Like I don't think you can just be off the street, done no personal development, nothing to do with intuition or tapping into yourself and then manifest fast. Like, yeah, you Mm. might manifest something, but honestly, the magic happens when you work and work on yourself first, you start to learn things, you start to tap into your intuition, you start to learn about yourself because yeah, like I even remember when I was, you know, when we were looking at the Beachmont um, place. So I always thought it was going to be in a different place and it is so weird. I'm obviously very intuitive. I just got this download one day and I was like, I'm going to look on realestate.com in this complete area that I had seen on a sign or like, you know, something very like vague and it was just very like a download from the universe or whatever, looked it up and that's where we end up, you know, buying. And so I think if you're not tapped into your intuition, if you haven't done the groundwork, you might miss the steps. You might miss the aligned action and what I'm talking about. So it is this huge process and holy shit, once you can tap into your intuition and learn these things and really put them into practice. So I don't want to say it's magical, but it's like 
it will honestly it feels magical there has been so many instances now that I have been practicing manifestation you know for four or five years and I'm like holy shit did that just happen and it's yeah it's really honestly like I wish they taught it in schools because when you're in tune with yourself when you're in alignment with your higher self and you're really at peace with yourself too there's no internal stuff happening like um, I don't know um, about you, Jesse, but when you're not like, you know, in your head and all that stuff happening and you can really like learn about the inner self, that is where it all kind of, you know, plays in and happens. So yeah, I kind of want to phone around them, but I hope that makes sense. No, I love that, Ren. And I see that. I see that so frequently. And the difference that I see is uh, someone who has done no foundational work of tapping into their intuition, all of that kind of stuff, and they then um, try to manifest. Yes, it usually works. It'll be something instantly like, oh my God, I manifested, like I found $5 on the ground or I got this or this little thing. And then it stops and it's like, well, why is it not working anymore? It's like they get this little hint and then, but that you can't sustain it. Whereas on the contrary, when you actually do all the foundational work and you tap into your intuition and you feel into yourself and, and really understand and know where you're at, the difference is that you actually have a relationship with yourself and a relationship with the universe in a sense of that you you trust and you surrender and it becomes a lifestyle, not just this awkward on-off sort of thing of like I'm manifesting something or I'm not. It's like your whole life is a giant series of manifestations and yes. that's like a really powerful difference. A hundred and ten percent. And also like if you um, – like for anyone who has maybe, you know, tried manifestation – and it's not working. Like what I say in my course is anytime a manifestation didn't happen or you quote unquote, it's not working. I firstly go um, like what inside you thinks that you're not worthy of this? Because that's the biggest thing of we will block a manifestation from happening because deep, deep down inside, which is why the foundational work is so important, we feel unworthy from that thing. So we won't find the aligned steps. We won't, you know, find that sort of thing. So what inside you, it feels unworthy or what inside you actually doesn't want that thing. Cause it's my, it might be like, you know, on your Pinterest board, you've got this new car and you've got this thing and you, in your head, you're saying all these affirmations. Um, but deep down inside, you think that if you've got that car, your parents would think you're an idiot or, you know, something like that, which is a block, which is, you know, unlimiting belief. So there's this whole other thing of if a manifestation isn't actually happening, there's usually these root causes that is stopping it, which is so much easier to get through if you are someone who's in the self-development work, if you do the foundational work, if you're constantly journaling and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I love all of that. I think that's really powerful. Um I'm going to ask you one last question, but before I do, can you just tell if, I mean, I feel like I've followed you for so long. I'm like, everyone knows who George is. <laughs> like, <laughs> but if someone's been living under a rock and doesn't know you, where can they find you? What's your handle or your website or all that kind of juicy stuff? 
<laughs> Firstly, appreciate, appreciate that, Jesse. Um, so yeah, my Instagram is just Georgie Stevenson. Uh, my website is the same. My podcast is the Rise and Conquer podcast. And my natural supplements company that I co-founded with my brother is Naked Harvest Supplements. And then you can, you know, kind of find everything from there. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. And I'll just do a sneaky little throw in. I've got a code for Naked Harvest actually, which is XO Jesse. So if anyone wants a Chinese goodies, that's, that's a little discount code for you. Love that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Cool. But my last sort of question for you is if there is someone listening right now, there's a woman who's listening, a girl who's listening, and she knows that she wants more out of life. She has this feeling within her of just like, I'm just not living up to my full potential. There's more for me, but she's scared about other what, what, what other people think or she's afraid or, you know, failure, whatever it is. What would you tell? What does intuitively, what comes out of you? What do you want to say to this girl? I think like the first thing that comes up for me is realizing that, <laughs> like realizing no one can make you feel a certain way you are actually in control. You have all the potential in the world. Like Jesse said previously in this episode, like I'm not special. I am not anyone extraordinary. I chose just to, you know, follow those steps to take those risks. And when you are doing those things, fuck, do they pay off? And I think you know, if you've got that deep design desire in your heart, like something I always say is your desires were put on your heart for a reason and it is up to you if you follow them. And honestly, I think if you don't follow them, it's a disservice to yourself because a hundred percent, these are put on your heart for a reason. And even if they don't follow you, um, sorry, if they don't, you know, eventuate to the end goal or the success, I guarantee you there's a lesson you need to learn. There's something in there that is on your journey and yeah, like follow it, do it because it's going to lead you. Even if it's just the baby next step, or maybe it is the end goal. Maybe it is that, you know, successful thing or whatever you do, but oh my God, girlfriend, just do it because it's like, We, and like, I don't mean to be that person who's like YOLO, but literally we live once. Do you want to look back and go, oh, I was just safe all the time and I did what I was told. I did what society thought of me. I never took any risks. It's like, no, fuck that. We're not, we're not those people. And I think if you're listening to a podcast, if you're someone who likes Jesse's content, you're not that person. And it's just like, oh my God, get like, get the courage and no one's going to give you the courage. Like this pet talk isn't going to make you do it. You need to take the action yourself. And you literally have everything you need inside you. You were born with that. It's just up to you if you want to tap into that. What a fucking pet talk. <laughs> I love that. I hope I hope everyone listening right now is feeling super inspired and super just like wants to go away and do some cool shit. Um, I know I feel like that. Georgie, thank you so much for your time today. I truly believe that you are a star seed. I think that you were meant to be here and you were born at the exact right time and that you're destined to be here to mirror back to other people their potential and really help their collective rise up with you, which is so beautiful and so empowering. And uh, just to finish off, I think that with that, you are very, very special. So thank you so much. 
I appreciate that. You're making me blush, Jesse. That is like the <laughs> sweetest thing anyone has said, but oh my God, I appreciate it so much. And thank you so much for having me on the show. 